cloud seeding to stop the rain? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Scenes of people waiting on beaches to be evacuated. Burned koalas and kangaroos. Wildfire smoke turning skies red. Many are wondering if these images are becoming the new normal. Bushfires continue to rage in Australia, causing 24 deaths, the evacuation of more than 100,000 people, and the destruction of 2,000 homes. Australia is in a three-year drought, with 2019 the hottest and driest year on record. On Saturday, the temperature west of Sydney reached a record 120 degrees Fahrenheit. The fires are taking a huge toll on wildlife. Ecologists at the University of Sydney estimate that nearly half a billion animals have been killed since September, and News Corp Australia reports that there are concerns entire species of plants and animals have been wiped out. Koalas have been among the hardest hit. A third of the entire koala population of New South Wales has been killed in less than four months. While Sunday's conditions saw cooling temperatures and calmer winds, one official told CNN that the situation could worsen in the coming days. The Trump administration is planning to roll back protections for water by abolishing limits on how much pollution can be dumped into small streams and wetlands. The Los Angeles Times reports that more than 80 percent of the streams in the southwest will lose protections. New Mexico could be hit the hardest, with 96 percent of its waterways and wetlands left unprotected. The proposed rule eliminates protections for ephemeral waterways like washes or arroyos, where water flows only occasionally. These types of streams are common in the West, and with the ridification from climate change, it's likely there will be more of these intermittent waterways. The Obama administration had adopted a rule that would restrict the ability of farmers to use pesticides and fertilizers on land that could drain into wetlands and streams, but ranchers, farmers, and real estate developers viewed the rule as infringing on their property rights. The current administration repealed the old rule and now plans to replace it. Cloud seeding is usually a way of increasing rain or snowfall in dry regions. However, officials in Indonesia are using the practice to stop the rain. In Jakarta, heavy rains since New Year's Eve have caused floods that killed more than 60 people. Almost 400,000 are staying in shelters as more downpours are still expected. Some places of the city were 19 feet underwater and soldiers sprayed disinfectant to stop the possible spread of disease. In an effort to prevent more rain from hitting Jakarta, The Guardian reports that the Indonesian government began seeding clouds so they would dissipate before reaching the city. Daniel Rosenfeld, a professor at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, told Earther that tropical clouds like the ones in Indonesia carry much water, and he worries that seeding would cause them to release more rain than they otherwise would have. Jakarta already has the distinction of being one of the fastest sinking urban areas in the world. And as sea levels rise, the government has announced it will relocate the city. There are great hopes that hydrogen will become a main energy source as common as gasoline. Hydrogen is plentiful, and when it's burned, it releases no pollution. But one problem is how to produce it in a cheap and sustainable manner. In the past, hydrogen has been captured by using expensive metals like platinum to cause a chemical splitting of the element from oxygen in water molecules. Now, scientists from the University of New South Wales say they can produce hydrogen by 
using low-cost and abundant metals like iron and nickel in a process that uses much less energy. Despite the growing market for electric vehicles, refueling a hydrogen car would be done in minutes, as opposed to the hours it takes to recharge a lithium battery in an electric car. Forbes reports that the first zero-emission hydrogen rail project in the U.S. is being planned for San Bernardino County in Southern California. The local transportation authority will operate a commuter train on a nine-mile stretch that will run on fuel cells. There's already a commuter rail line running on hydrogen fuel in Germany, with more planned in France. China saw the first fuel cell tram go into operation in 2015. And finally, a court in Chile has ruled in favor of indigenous people who claimed their water supply is threatened by expansion of the lithium mining industry. The Atacama Desert in Chile is one of the driest places on Earth. It's a huge flat area surrounded by mountains similar to Death Valley in California. When precipitation does fall in the desert or flows from the mountains, the water gets trapped in the basin where it eventually evaporates, leaving behind light blue salt flats. Not surprisingly, the area has been harvested for salt, but increasingly it's being mined for lithium to meet growing demand from the electric vehicle industry for lithium-ion batteries. Currently, the Atacama produces one-third of the world's supply of the element. Soaring lithium demand has raised concerns about whether mining can be done without harming nearby communities and the environment. Harvesting the material involves pumping huge volumes of brine into massive evaporation ponds. Reuters reports that the court upheld a complaint by an indigenous advisory council saying that the mining company's plan was insufficient to protect the environment. The court said its decision took into account the particular fragility of the Atacama's ecosystem and the high level of scientific uncertainty about the area's groundwater. The court added that sensitive ecosystems must be safeguarded even more when they include the ancestral habitat of native peoples whom the state of Chile is obligated to protect. The mining company could face closure of its operations or revocation of its environmental permits. That's it for this week in water and we'll see you next time.